All right, welcome back to A3's The Academy Podcast. Today we've got Logan Kilgore and Justin Kelly in the house. This is going to be a two-part conversation about performance, relaxation, and mindset. Today we're going to start off with mindset and what two better guys to have on this conversation than a quarterback and a pitcher. And we're going to start off just going off about what it takes, what the mindset needs to be, because a lot of times when we get into determination, we get into work ethic and all that. A lot of times people think that it's intrinsic. You either have it or you don't. And I'm sure you guys can agree with this, that I've been around enough people that simply just have never been around it before. But once they were introduced to the idea of what it takes, they fully took it on. And that's not everybody, but there are a select few that that want it. They just have never been exposed to it. And for us, you know, guys that have done it and have been successful in it, I think it's on us to pay it forward and and have that conversation because maybe this is going to open up somebody's eyes and ears and it may not be in athletics. It may be in the business world or somewhere else. And, And I think it's important for people to understand that you can be taught just about anything and mindset is a very big deal. And it's a billion dollar industry in self-help and everything else. But ultimately, it is inside of you. And sometimes just hearing it from a different perspective can help you understand. And a lot of times for me, especially like in college, when I got my master's degree, it was in sports management. And it made me interested in business. It made me interested in marketing and advertising and, and entrepreneurship because what I learned was about sports. And it helped me understand what that stuff meant. And I think that can play the same with other people out there. So I'm going to start opening up the floor with you guys. And and I lo- Logan looks like you're already, you know, I always got chomping to at say. the bit. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You're a quarterback. You should have something to say. So let's, let's go ahead and touch on this. And then uh, next week when we come out with everybody, we're going to get into the, the relaxation and give everybody a broader sense of what it means when I say relaxation. And there's a book I'd like to mention when we get to it, but the mindset thing, I mean, that's that such a big deal. Let's get to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that when you're, when you're attacking a subject like somebody's mindset, um, I feel like you could speak for 30 episodes on different avenues of yeah. what that means. Um, for some reason to me, I think the longer that I've played sports, um, I it, it's a very simple idea, but I always come back to in sports. I think the greatest part about sports, this is why I am so against not keeping score for little kids and stuff like that. I think that people need to understand that there is reward for achievement and there is dealing with failure. And to me, if you grow up not understanding the difference, then when you do start keeping score, you're going to have a heck of a lot of issues because kids aren't used to telling, you know, being told, Hey, you lost a game. You know, people aren't used to having their friends or their classmates or whatever, know the score of their game and know that they didn't win. And, you know, that awkward conversation of, Oh, Hey buddy, how's, you know, mm-hmm. how you doing after the game with your parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that all those things deal with mindset. So to me, um, you know, one of the first things that would come to my mind is just, you know, mindset is something that is so internal. Um, we can get into the ways of developing a positive mindset. Um, but positive mindset to me is not, Oh, hey, I just struck out 42 times in a row. 
Um, but hey, you know, I got a 43rd opportunity because at some point those opportunities are not going to come. Right. So right. it's not like, you know, every, oh, I just threw seven interceptions. Cool. Let's see if I can throw eight. That's right. not really, right. that's not the mindset we're looking for. Um, but we're also not looking for, hey, I did throw an interception. I suck. I'm never going to play again. Look over my shoulder. My backup's warming up. Oh my gosh, my job's over, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, in college, I specifically remember being at a home game my senior year. Mind you, they had never had back-to-back eight-win seasons, been to three bowls, all these things. And we were losing to a team we probably should not have been losing to at halftime. And I was walking with my head coach into the tunnel at halftime. And there was a woman, a grown woman, leaning over the railing, screaming, Kilgore, you effing suck, into my ear. And my head coach just looks and Nothing laughs better. and says, I'm so glad that they can drink at these games, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm like, it's just funny because to me, it was like almost devastating. Like, man, I'm le- letting this this university down, this city down. These people paid money to come, you know, this and that. But sometimes you need somebody that's there to, that's a lot bigger time than you are that can kind of laugh it off and say, you know, this and that. And I'm sure you've had similar situations, but at the end of the day, when you're dealing with adversity, I think it starts at a young age. And you need to understand that in my household, we never said the L word. We always either won, okay, or time ran out on us. And that's that's what my, my dad said that since I was four years old. When we we're playing basketball, oh, man, time just ran out. If we had a fifth quarter, maybe we would have made a run. You know, Dad, we lost by 30. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We might have lost by 50. <laughs> might have in the front. But you're not a loser unless yeah. you accept losing, right? Yeah. And, and the people that are, I don't care if it's, you know, tic-tac-toe with my nephew, I'm not going to, that's not, that's not a healthy way to live either. But in my opinion, it's all about your mindset and how you're taking these big time, you know, the game, the wins and losses in football, at least, um, are only a part of how I feel the week and season has gone because you're competing in every drill and practice. It's seven on seven. I could light somebody, you know, and your confidence grows and things like that. It might just be one pass. It might be one pitch, one strikeout for you, but Okay, I took it, you know, I took an L on the start. Well, were you the one that was supposed to be putting runs on the board? No. Maybe you had your best stuff and you lose a one oh and you're like, Well, yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Right? I mean it, well, I go back to to football. I'm sure on days you lose, you get beat up. You might have oh, a couple sure. more scars, a couple oh, yeah. more bruises that oh, game. Yeah. But you know, the participation trophy era, you yeah. know, the the you know, winning isn't everything. I agree. You go home after a game, I play hundred games a year, at least. All right. You can't be holding on to every single game. Like we yeah. talk about, you're going to be here. You're always going to be here. You can't get too high, too low, but really why am I not allowed to learn from victories? Mm-hmm. Why am I not allowed to learn from defeats? And that's what it is. Why? Because sports are more black and white than a lot of things in our life. Business might be a pretty close thing. I mean, business might be a little more than the yeah. sports in some, in some aspects, but you're talking about you want to win black and white victory. It's not going to be everything. Losing is not going to be everything, but there's a lot of gray area where I learned from those rewards. For sure. I remember starts specifically, especially in junior college. I was, I was chirping college sequoias a lot. You know, I would just kind of, I didn't like those guys in the year before. Um, I was expecting to have a good start against them because I had a good start against them two weeks before. Didn't do my, regular routine as much as I had and it was confidence but I wasn't prepared but I went out there and Mm -hmm. I got my butt kicked and they knew they let me know they were yelling from the dugout you learn from that you're like all right if I'm gonna be confident like that like I have to put the work in that's what you learn from victory man that's what you learn from your mindset is it grows and it becomes more 
formidable for you as you go because you have these experiences of knowing when you failed, when you succeeded, what made this work, what made this work, and it's changing all the time. You can't just take that away from the sport. Right. And that's a big deal too, is when you look at the participation thing that we're mm -hmm. talking about, from a mindset standpoint, if I have grown up my entire life and been told everything's okay, everybody's a winner, you know, sing, you know, all of those things, and is there merit to that side of it? In some cases, okay. But ultimately, when you start looking at it from a standpoint of when I'm older and I'm 16 years old and I'm trying to make varsity or whatever, and I don't, mm -hmm. my entire world crumbles because right. I've never known adversity. I've never been told, right. I've never thought that anyone was that much better than me, or I've never just gotten my butt handed to me before mm -hmm. and been talked to about it. You know, all those things play into it. And, you know, especially, and I tell kids this all the time that mindset at the higher levels is really all that matters because the higher level you get to, the less your physical skills matter because everybody's good. Right. It's what can you handle upstairs? Right. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. What can you handle upstairs? And you guys have seen it. How many people have you known that were just absolute freaks of nature mm -hmm. that didn't make it for sure. It happens every year well, yeah. in every sport. Yeah. Way and more it, times than not. Way more times than not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And mindset Man. is a big, big thing. And yeah. it's not even from just professional ranks. It's not just college. No, but you know, guys you grew up with that were the best in their city, best mm -hmm. in their town. You know, maybe the physical age, people start catching up to them and being the strength. But also it's just getting in trouble or doing something, grades. So you get older, you get older, dealing with that failure, dealing with that pressure. You know, there's first round guys who make it a lot of times. There's first round guys who don't make it. There's mm -hmm. Um, 40th round guys, there's all the different guys. And you know, it's like we talk about, it's what you do then is every day, little steps. And how are you going to deal with these failures? Yeah. Right. I think that there's the person out there that's listening that says, well, that's easy to say from a couple of guys that have been playing professional sports for multiple years. Um, or, you know, guys that have been close to going to the Olympics, things like that. Okay. Well, my, my conversation to somebody like that would be that, yes, you're exactly right. The percentage of people that make their varsity team is a heck of a lot smaller than the people that sign up for Little League. I understand that. What I'm saying is stop making, and I do not have children yet. I know you do, but I do not. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to sound like an expert on the issue, but I hope that someday when I do have children that I'm not going to overlook the smaller accomplishments because I'm have my eyes fixed on some E360 story that I saw this guy that's a professional running back or mm. a professional pitcher or whatever. Right. Okay. Kids are sitting there with this unbelievable pressure on themselves. So their mindset is if I don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm a failure. And that's so far from the truth because sports can teach you so many great things. And even if you are not the guy that's going to make your team, you don't get the college scholarship, whatever the lessons you've learned in your years playing and being on a team and being accountable to somebody, or even as a golfer, learning that, hey, I have to put in the lonely work that we've talked about a million times. I have to keep my mindset you know, level-headed. That's going to help you in business. It's oh, going to yeah. help you in your life. I don't yep. care what profession it is. I will tell you lessons you can learn playing sports that will help your mindset moving forward. So to me, 
if you're not learning from any experience in your day-to-day life, you're wasting your time. So yeah. I don't care what it is. I've worked odd jobs every off season, my entire CFL career. So whether it's selling swimming pools, running swimming pool company, whether it's working at a farming company, whether it's working out and training kids, whatever the thing is, you have to be improving because unless you're thinking that's the thing you're going to do the rest of your life, well, you shouldn't be wasting your time just for a paycheck, right? So Mm -hmm. my mindset in everything, and I, my wife gets annoyed because I just have that mind that keeps going, but I swear that's why I'm still playing sports today. It's not because I'm more athletic. It's not because I'm one of those freaking natures you're talking about. It's because a, I'm not willing to quit. I'm not going to quit in a, whatever the setting is. And that comes back to a mindset of maybe there's a little bit of false confidence there. I think you do need to think you're a little bit better than you actually are. Cause if you don't believe it, nobody else is going to. to, but in addition to that, I've always been okay with, I'll tell you a story right now. I, my third, maybe it was my fourth CFL start. I can't remember which one it was, but our hall of fame quarterback that I was backing up, got hurt. I came in, we won a game, game or two. And anyways, we're playing Winnipeg at home. I was playing for Toronto at the time. And Winnipeg had the number one takeaway defense in the league. I mean, these guys were ball hawks. The DBs had great hands. They just, I mean, if you threw it near them, they were going to make some crazy catches. And it's funny because I went to that game as confident as ever. We go right down the field, score a touchdown on the first drive, and I'm thinking we're going to put up 60 on these guys. And by halftime, I had thrown four interceptions. And I was like, wow, like, this is, I mean, I've never thrown four interceptions in a game in my entire life. This is crazy. And uh, my head coach at the time comes up and says, man, that was crazy, huh? Those guys can catch the ball. Huh? Yeah, let's start throwing to our guys, you know? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. You're I mean, right. Hey, you know, we're wearing blue and they're wearing white. I mean, it should be pretty easy. But my mindset, <laughs> for whatever reason, if it was a false sense of confidence or uh, re- relying back on my preparation or past success, whatever, was I'm going to throw a touchdown the next the next drive doesn't matter um the movie ending to that story is you go out and you throw four touchdowns and you win the game i ended up throwing another interception for my fifth interception and my head coach once again a learning moment um either says okay you're done he came up to me he's like i don't care if you throw 10 keep ripping it i mean and that told me okay at least i have the confidence of yeah. You know, I might have lost the fans' confidence, but I, I got yeah. his confidence. Yeah. My teammates are like, "Dude, let's let's ride it out." And uh, we did not win that game. But going into the next week, there's nobody. When you're playing professional sports, or when you're playing high school sports, even when you lose, there's nobody that's sitting there feeling bad for you. You're feeling bad no, for right. yourself, no. right? right? They no say all the time, fifty percent outside of your family and friends, fifty percent of the people in the world. Do not care about your problems, and the other 50% are glad you have them. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. Besides your family and friends, Mm -hmm. people see your problem. Oh, Justin Kelly just got roped for nine earned. Okay. (laughs) There's 50% out there that are like, who gives a crap? And there's 50% that are like, good. Oh, man, you learn that too. You learn that when you like get rocked or you fail and you're like, oh, man, I want someone to come up to me and give me something. Like, hey, someone might, someone might not. But next day, you still got to be at the field. You still got to do everything and no one's going to want to dissect it. Yeah. There's, there's times when you you talk about the outing, talk about, you know, what happened, what you saw. Um, but you know, you don't, you don't deprecate on that forever. And this is the thing that like, if if you read any leadership slash self-help books or whatever, 
this isn't really a conversation that happens, right? It's talking about you got to pick yourself back up and you, you got to oh, beat yeah. this. And, and it, yes, Be true. positive. Yeah. Right. Why are you yeah. so negative? Right. And right. Well, yes, I'm still handling that it. is yeah. true, but you don't, you don't get the realization of what's actually happening and that it's okay that it's happening. It's going to happen. And when you, when you get to a point in your mindset that it's okay, right? Right. It's okay. You're not going to be undefeated in your life. Right. It just isn't yeah, going to happen. Exactly. Not going to happen. Right. And that's okay. It's not supposed to be that way. And when you start looking at things that are going on, and this is where the mindset thing comes in, it goes back to, you know, what you were taught as a young kid, mm-hmm. that it's not a loss. Right. Nothing has to be a loss. And there's a book that if anyone's listening, if you need an easy read, that's not a really a self-help book, but you should definitely read it. It's a very easy one. It's called The Mind Gym. Mm-hmm. It's by Gary Mack. It's a intro to sports psychology, and I'll give you the premise. If I'm sitting at the basketball hoop at the free throw line, and I have a weird elbow thing, and I miss right a lot, the last thing that I need to be doing is thinking to myself, don't miss to the right. Don't miss to the right. Sounds like my golf shot. Don't miss to the right. (laughs) Why should I not do that? Because your brain doesn't speak language. It speaks symbols. Mm. And if I'm saying to myself, don't miss right, I am visualizing it going and bouncing off to the right. Instead, I need to think of a cue. And we talk about this all the time when we're working out, that it has to be a cue. It doesn't need to be the the holistic picture of everything. Someone like you that's been playing professional quarterback all these years, you don't need to be taught anything about being a quarterback. But if your ankle's bothering you, your shoulder's bothering you, your whatever, your rotation's off, whatever, it's a small, tiny little cue. Mm-hmm. It's a rotation of the hand. It's a firing of the abs. It's a push off off the inside wall of your foot. Those are the cues that everything else is happening beautifully. Same thing with you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like we did in the winter, right? Last last winter? Yeah, winter. right before right. I got back. Right before right. Right right I got back, you, actually. You yep. had just gotten back. Yep. And so it's it's looking at, again, I'm never going to be able to teach you anything about pitching. Never, ever, ever, nor would I try, right? Because I could never throw like you throw. But there's cues that can you can take that cue and go, oh, right? So it's just like anything else in life. If something happens and you constantly feel like you're quote unquote failing and you're a loser because you can't figure it out, you can't go into the next situation that presents itself thinking about the loss, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? You have to think about what could I do to help me through this situation? What is that small cue? So in the basketball example, going back to elbow in, snap the wrist, elbow in, snap the wrist. And all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, I made the shot, mm-hmm. right? Instead of thinking about missing right. And it, the same thing goes into everything else we do in our life, that we we too often reading these books and listening to these different podcasts and watching ESPN and whatever, we get focused on the loss. And unless like you were taught as a young kid not to think about the loss, right? and most people don't get that guidance. For sure that the mindset never happens to come out of it. And that's a, that's a thing that, that I think, you know, I mean, and I learned in my career that you, and I had a couple coaches that taught me out of it, which was awesome and introduced me to books like the mind gym and relax and win, which we'll talk about next week. 
But it, it is that side of it of understanding what it means to break things down and understand how the brain actually processes information. And when you start processing information differently and you make it more positive in the way of what is the end goal and what are you trying to visualize and you cue it, that's when mindset changes. Because yeah, you're going to take a loss and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Don't think of it as a loss. Think about what's happening. Right. And when that goes on, what's happening, what can I do to change it next time when I'm presented with this opportunity again, if I'm presented this opportunity again, how would I go about it? And then it's like, well, what's relative, right? Everything is relative. So just because this one opportunity may not come again, another opportunity of some sort will present itself. So how do I go about that thinking about it in that standpoint? right? How am I going to succeed in finding that visualization as I go into it of what success means to me? Right. Yeah. I feel like when you're, when you're looking at success, it's so easy with the whole keeping up with the Joneses deal. It's so easy to have a different definition of success with just us three sitting here and let alone us versus the rest of the population Different for everybody, everybody, right. yeah. everybody. based on how yep. you're raised, based mm -hmm. on who you are friends with, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's people in this world that would look at, you know, somebody that, you know, two, two people could look at the same person and say, man, that guy's a failure. And one person be like, that guy's a success for things just based on, I mean, we're Perception. talking about playing sports. All, We're talking yeah, about mindset as far everything. as attacking all this stuff. There's people without running water that are looking at us and saying, why did you just throw your bat? Right. You threw right. your bat. You're so pissed. Your parents bought you a $300 bat. No doubt. And you struck out and you threw it. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't had my own bat my whole life. You know, that, that there's that. shoes. Right. Yeah. Or right. I don't have the ability to go do that because I was working at 12 years old. And it's easy to, to get into this. Like I watched this story, you know, and, and this guy was, you know, he was working at a grocery store and now he's winning Super Bowls or, you know, this, that. Okay. That's why there's a movie about it. Right. That's why there's yeah, a story right. about it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not everybody, you know, there's two sides of it. One is you've got to still have the mindset that you are your own a harshest critic and B biggest cheerleader, because yeah, if you're not both, if you're just your biggest cheerleader, then you're not going to have the motivation to go improve and do things, you know, keep a level head. But if you're only your harshest critic and don't sit back, I, I remember being at the Manning camp one year and, uh, and Eli and Peyton, two completely different people, brothers, um, not that far apart in age, very similar careers, very similar, um, upbringing, all that stuff, two completely different people. And you look at siblings all the time, they're completely different. And I remember Eli standing up in front of the group of about 30 division one quarterbacks. And he's, he said that before on Saturday nights, his video guy would send a video of the last thing he would watch before he goes to bed to wake up on Sunday is a short highlight tape of the stuff that he had done the previous week. And every week throughout the 16 game season, that video gets longer and longer and longer just about that season. And Peyton was sitting there rolling his eyes and laughing and being like, what the heck? Why are you watching that? You should be watching the defense, you know, that type of thing. But you look at two different people. Eli liked to see a little bit. Maybe it's because he's constantly compared to his brother. Maybe it's because whatever. The guy's got two Super Bowls. Something worked, right? Something yeah. worked. He said for him, he would go to bed the night before the game. The last thing he would watch before he turned off his iPad was a small little highlight tape of himself. That might work for people. 
That yeah. might get your mindset to where you need to be confidence-wise. That might get your mindset to whatever you need to do. Peyton, very similar. Both won Super Bowls. Both done it different ways. Both raised in the same family. <clears throat> sat right next to him, and I watched him laugh, roll his eyes, and be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> whatever, why why would you do that? And part of that's his, he's the older brother. But part of that is there's more than one way to do this. There's Absolutely. no two athletes that have gotten to a destination the same way, right? And then the other thing when you were talking about you know, losing and getting your butt kicked every now and then. I just remember all the time, um, this gonna obviously Justin's not gonna know this reference. You probably will though. Um, you've probably never heard of Seinfeld before. Uh, it's a little, oh, come little, on, bit, dude. little bit before come your on, time. Bro. But are you trying to about, age me right now? How about how about Kramer saying he's undefeated in his dojo? And then they go over there and his dojo's six and seven year old kids. Right. And the point is that, yeah. You know, I feel bad for the kids that go out and they're like, oh, man, you know, my team was 75 and 0 in high school and I never lost a game, you know, this and that. And it's like, OK, I mean, go ahead, see what happens. What, how are you going to deal with adversity? Right. We would take our AAU basketball team and go to L.A., go to places right. where we would find people to kick our butt. Right. Because yeah. it's like if you're not, then who wants to be the best player yeah. in the in the seven year old dojo? Right. Yeah. And that's uh, I, mean, I, I go through this conversation constantly because of the business that I'm in with sports performance and every parent that I talk to wants their kid to be a pro or a division one athlete. I shouldn't say every parent, but a lot. And, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know, here in town, we do this and this is this. And I go, that's great. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. But there are people, for example, Michael Jordan, there are people that you have never heard of in your life. And I'm sure Michael Jordan would be the first one to admit it, but would want to play the person that could probably beat him. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you go and you'll never, ever, 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 ever hear about these people. But unless you've been to that level, you don't really understand that the the top of the hill, we may never see it. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. people in this world that we have never seen, will never hear of, and they're out there. And they can literally destroy anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why it's real complex. By the way, Absolutely. Larry David, if you're listening, huge fan. Big <laughs> nice. fan of the show. <laughs> nice. Um, but but perspective on it on itself is complex because yes. like we said, everything's different. But you could be a 33rd round pick, have a great outing, but you don't have much leverage, so you're gone. Your first round pick, you do well and you have a lot of time. But the people who do well are the guys who have the confidence when they're on the mound mm -hmm. to go out there and throw the next touchdown mm -hmm. when they're five interceptions is they're still working during the week, mm -hmm. like they're a day from being cut. Mm -hmm. right. Those guys are still working because they know, hey, I might if I'm not, I am gonna work like I am the last man on the totem pole. Right. right. Well, I mean, well, I mean, look at our our group in general. Not one of us was the quote unquote first round guy. No, right? none. So when you look at it from that standpoint, and collectively from from all, because I did an individual sport kind of like Manav. You know, when you look at it from the standpoint of and. I'll even back up. I didn't even run track in college until my junior year. Mm. And then ended up, that was my, my that thing. Was path. That yeah. was my path. Exactly. And you just never know. And it comes down to mindset and being okay to, to no matter what happens, no matter how many spills, how many falls. I mean, when you look at it from what I did with the pole vault and the hurdles, and I was in the gym today and a kid fell, you know, doing the hurdles, not bad, just kind of tripped and fell. And I said, if I told you the amount of times I fell, Learning to hurdle, yeah, it would blow your mind. Right, it's hilarious sometimes seeing the guys who will have a good start mm -hmm. 
their week leading up to their next start, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. They just have a relaxed little workout, get a little sweat in, yep. get their ass beat. And then what happens? They go to the weight room right after and they're pissed off and they want right. people to like talk to them. Right. Dude, you got to stay where you're at. Like yeah. what, what is making you do this? Oh, the failure. Oh, what's right. making you not do it? The success. Like right. what do you want to be? Right. Like, right. You don't want to have consistency and have the same game plan. And well, day one, two, and three change because of results of day zero. Right. And that's the point I was getting to was if you look at quarterbacks, Logan, mm-hmm. from the year that you first played, that you first entered into professional football. Okay. How many quarterbacks have been drafted since that moment? And we, there's no way to even quantify that at this mm-hmm. moment, but yep. it's it's in the hundreds. Yeah, for sure. Maybe even more. Yeah. Right? Definitely in the hundreds, yeah. Definitely in the hundreds. Yeah. Okay. And I think it is safe to say that it is below 25% of that number, maybe even below 15% of that number that are still playing somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right? And it that's... We're out and same with you. How yeah. many pitch? I mean, in baseball, oh my goodness. You just look at my yeah. look at the 2016 Angels draft class. I think there's four of us left. And that's and just the same one thing te- we talk about here. Right. Yeah. And that's just one team. Right. So yeah. my point to that is when you it, it goes back to how bad do you want it? Number one, who are you and how do you process information? Because that's the mindset. And you know, again, going into the conversation part two of this whole thing, I want to get into is understanding nerves, understanding competition and going into the relaxation because and redefining what relaxation means going into a competition, but we'll get into that. But the mindset thing is so important because it's constant work, no matter what you're constantly bettering yourself, you're constantly working on things. And it's not always about sports that I found my biggest gains when I started being open to the idea of just reading and I like to read about history. I like to read mm-hmm. nonfiction stuff. I like to read biographies. I like to read like Malcolm Gladwell is one of my favorite authors. I love reading what, cause he's so intelligent about the, the subjects that he talks about his revisionist history podcast, things like that, because it allows you to look at who you are and it challenges the way you think about things. And again, when we go back to mindset and we and we go back to stepping outside of yourself to be successful and learning from other people, learning from what some people would just consider a loss or a failure and just looking at it and going like, well, you know, just same thing. Time ran out on me. Right. You know, I just didn't figure it out in time. Oh, well, next time I will, you know, and and learning what those things mean and challenging yourself every single time and being OK, not knowing everything. Yeah being okay not being undefeated mm-hmm. right that's a big thing for sure um i think that if i was to sit down and just say okay where does mindset start and we probably each have have some things that, that we can piggyback on this but i'll start and i'll say if somebody's saying how do i form how would you describe a mindset what would be your first step to me if now we're not talking about just sports here, I'm talking about right. life, life. I'm talking yes. about your your mindset in life, because your mindset in a season, for me, it's very easy to be in season out of season, because I'm 3000 miles away, when I'm in season, and you're there, and you're constantly just thinking about what you're doing. And it's a job. And that's all you do. But even in a, even a kid, um, where do you start your mindset? For me, it's goals. And you have to have an understanding of 
there's so many different types of goals and you can look up so many things online about goal setting and things like that. But I've always had goals that are kind of from that macro perspective, the big picture goals, where do I want to get to? Yeah. And then break it down. It's all, I don't know if this is just how my brain works. I don't know if you guys think like this, but I think in a timeline setting. So I always think like in five years, what what is my goal or where do I want to get to? And then I backtrack from there all the way down to today. What's my goal? My goal is to have a conversation at 5.30, doing this podcast, learn something from you guys, take it, go home, think about it, boom, cool. I'm not wasting my time. I enjoy hearing the different perspective, but mm-hmm. at the same time, hopefully sharing something that that I've learned along the way. So for me, it's goal setting. It's knowing where I'm trying to get to. And then because... If you're trying to formulate your mindset, it's hard to tell yourself to go lift super early in the morning before you go work, because if you don't have a goal that you're working towards, you're just like, well, it's super easy not to go. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I said, setting goals for like right now in my, in my flow, it's off season, preseason, postseason, obviously during the season is a whole different animal, but as far as your training, your mindset, you've got those kind of four quarters. And then how do you attack each one? And what's been weird with this whole COVID deal is that whole off season versus preseason. It's, it hasn't really kicked up because if I would have been in preseason mode in March, like we typically would have been, I'd be getting a little bit more tired by now before we even go to start. If we do start. So, I mean, you've seen it in workouts where it's like, okay, mixing in different things because it's like at the end of the day we're not we're gonna have that 45 day window if we get to go play and then you know exactly what that's gonna look like because you've seen it for five years but right um i do think that that goals are a huge part of it what else do you think i mean if you're starting with goal setting um you know where you want to get to you you're kind of breaking it down um you know how do you stay positive you know what what are other things that you guys think about as far as breaking it down from that perspective well for me i go off the same thing uh well Really, I'll just talk about what happened with COVID. Yeah. First couple months, goal, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Stay three weeks away. Yep. Stay ready. And these are all changing depending on where we go. So the same people that are struggling with it in high school and college for the scheduling and not knowing what their um, regiment's going to be, the mm-hmm. same thing we were dealing with. It adjusts. But knowing that the overall goal at that time was stay ready. Find out we're not. Okay, Ryan, we're going to get after it for eight weeks the same way we would and try to emulate season as much as we can. Then that'll form us into a little off season mode where we rest and get ready for winter ball. But you have to be understanding that you can have these goals set and you stick to them. And those are your principles. And those are still your principles, no matter what's going on. Otherwise I'm here to get stronger. I need to gain weight. I need to get my arm care, get my arm throwing program in. But even the best ones, I know know, Tom Brady, that they're always curious. They're always wanting to learn and question what's going on. They have, an ego that they wanted to, they could tell everyone to F you. I'm the best. Listen to me for sure. But they listen. They, mm-hmm. how many guys I've been in locker rooms with where they're being curious about the guy who just has double A experience. But like, dude, you're eight years in the, in the show. Like so you, funny. like you, you're the one that's learning the most and it shows. And it's such a, like a representation of, of who you are as a player and your character, because yeah. it's the mindset that that character is built and you respect the hell out of those guys who've done that for so many years. Right. Right. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle there. I am a, I'm definitely a, a macro goal guy. Yep. For sure. I'm an idea guy. Um, and in my career now being the age that I'm at, 
you know, A3 and, and what A3 is and what it means was something that I created in my head when I was 24. And now it's real. And now it's a thing. And even saying it myself, it's a pretty cool place. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't understand what goes into having a place like that. And there's a, there's a, a work behind and there's a selfless and selfish side to it. Just like being a pro, you know, it was hard work, 13, 14 hours a day, always looking at it, always trying to figure it out. But I am, a from as an athlete, when I was younger, college, high school, I always trained angry. Mm. I was one of those guys. I just always had a chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I was always, you know, training super, super hard and probably overtraining. And it wasn't until the best pump up playlist ready to go. Well, not back then because we didn't have the stuff you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we had Walkman and stuff like that. That thing was too dang heavy <laughs> to carry around. So you're just in your own thoughts all the time. But anyway, you know, it wasn't until later in my career that I met somebody that Bart that that really calmed me down. And got me to see, okay, here's the big picture, but you've also got to be creative and you've got to figure things out as they come. Mm. And you can't, you know, if you, if I have a goal that, you know, on this day, I want to hit this time slot during my hurdle workout, or I want to, during my pole vault workout, I got to do this. And when I go to this meet, I've got to do this and score this many points or whatever. And he taught me that that's not always going to happen. And we've talked about in this podcast that not everything is scripted. Most things are not scripted. And that's where you have to be creative in the, okay, well, you need to build a station for hand sanitizer. Well, you can order it for 200 bucks or you can sit down for 20 minutes, figure it out, spend 15 bucks and build one that works just as well. It's the same idea when you're training, when you're trying to figure out business, when you're trying to figure out school and you're studying for this final that you have no idea what's going on. It's the same thing. It's, it's being creative and it's figuring out things that are going to make your brain comprehend what needs to be done in that moment to get the job done. And that's where I think some of my success has come from is that I'm willing to be like, hmm, how am I going to make this work? I want that to happen, but I don't have all those pieces how am I going to get this done? And that's where, again, you know, having someone like Bart sit down and talk to me, help me figure those things out so that I can create something like we have now to get guys like you involved. And now be in a room talking about it is like, it's a dream come true. It's this, it's this, it's this like crazy thing that I never really thought was ever going to come to fruition if I didn't do the things that needed to be done and work those 17 hour days and, and not give up on it when it was really hard. And, you know, even with this COVID thing, you're like, Oh my gosh, is the business going to go under? And what did we do? Well, we went in and we rearranged the whole darn place and we got creative with the online stuff. And I mean, there's ways to get things done, you know, and just the other day on, I think it was Monday, we were sitting there in a staff meeting and we get the news that we're going to have to shut down. Yep. And I go, Oh, but it just said indoor, but we have a basketball court and we've got a track. Okay. So what if I go out and buy some sunshades and we have the basketball court? Okay. So I could build a little roller rack to put the weight on, to roll it outside. So we're not carrying 300 pounds out there. And yeah, we can take the bars out there at four 30 in the morning, put them into the corner, leave them there. And then it, you know, when the day's over at whatever time, we'll bring them back in. 
Mm-hmm. We're not going to close. We can make this work. Right. It's just a matter of will people feel safe doing it? Well, that's not up to me. Right. All I can do is what I can do. Control what you can. Absolutely. Right. And that goes down to your athletic career, business career, academic career, whatever that is. Just like going into a class and going, gosh, man, this class sucks. The professor sucks. Yeah. Well, the information's in the book. Yep. And so you might have a bad coach. You might have a bad boss. You might have a bad professor. That doesn't matter. Yep. Success is what you make of it, right? And if you want to learn the subject, if you want to succeed on the field or the court or whatever it is, or you want to run a successful business, it's up to you. Yep. And that comes down to a mindset thing, and it, it it spills into every aspect of your life, right? I mean, how many failed relationships have you guys had in your life? But now you're married, right? I mean, you look at it from that standpoint of... I never dated anybody except <laughs> never. For my wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> just for the record, I've never seen another person in my life. No. So you look at it from that standpoint, and it's the same principles, right? It's the same thing that at some point, the light switch went on and you went, oh, okay. Yep. And there's compromise there. Yep. Just like in building a, a successful mindset and success, there's going to be compromise. Yep. But what is most important? Right. And focus on those things. You know, I when I hear you talking about those things, the word that keeps popping into my mind, and I think it does contribute to mindset, but it's priorities. No doubt. I mean... No you have doubt. to prioritize everything in your life, mm-hmm. especially your time. Yes. Because if you do not prioritize your time, first of all, there's just not enough time not. in the day. If you're trying to, we've talked about the numbers. If you listen to our other episodes, we've talked about 0.001%. Okay. I don't do a lot of things very well. I do a few things pretty well. And to me, when I was growing up, I'm lucky enough, I've said it a million times, but I'm lucky enough to have had parents that laid it out for me and said, if you want to go, you know, I used to have little hobbies. Everybody did, right? So mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I wanted to go play paintball with my buddies all the time. Got a paintball gun, go and do stuff. Cool. You know, you're out there competing, whatever. You know, my parents are sitting there thinking, okay, on his trajectory, yeah, I guess, you know, you're out there, you're doing so, okay. But there came a time where it was, hey, if you want to be on a professional best paintball team, if you want to be a guitarist, if you want to do whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to do it full go. I cannot ha- like I did not grow up going to camps of, you know, guitar lessons and wakeboarding camp and do all these other things. Not saying that's wrong, but if you're thinking about doing something that 0.001% of the population is going to be able to do, you have to prioritize your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't misinterpret that for that's the only way you can be successful because we've already said there's a billion different ways you can be yes. successful. Right. For me, overcoming all these other areas of not being a physical specimen, not being, you know, a high school starting quarterback, not being all these other things, I just didn't have enough time to do a lot of other stuff. And it was always in my mind that was my choice. That was my priority. That's what I wanted to do. There's nobody that was saying, go swing the baseball bat. Go dribble your basketball. Yeah. Go throw the football against the ball wall because I bought a football that was cut in half so that I could just go throw it because it was hard to find receivers. Nobody was saying that. I knew that was my priority. Yeah. That is such a big, such a great point, Logan. Because, and I was thinking it too. Like, so 
it comes down when you talk about prioritizing and like you're saying, you're not saying don't go play seven sports. No. That's not what we're saying. No, do it, do it. But there is a point where you know which one mm -hmm. is the one. Right. Right. And so you start looking at it from a standpoint of it's relative. Everything is relative. Where are you putting your priorities? So I might be out there playing baseball, but I'm thinking about football. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm thinking about, okay, so if I'm playing center field, how can that my footwork, how can my throwing motion, how can when I get to the plate, how can those things replicate for me from an athletic standpoint? You know, what about the competition? What about the multiple times that I have to step on the plate and analyze everything that's going on all of those things can play into the sport that i'm eventually going to do and i was the same way like i was the kid and this is shows my weirdness but that's just where my head was that i was like damn it i was determined i was gonna go to college i didn't know how but i was gonna go and i played football and ran track and played soccer and did all these things and i figured out okay football was gonna be the sport that was gonna get me there okay great i wouldn't eat dessert I'm like, well, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, so I just want more food. So give me more food. I'll right. eat seconds and thirds and fourths mm -hmm. instead of eating dessert. And you know what? I'm not going to get in trouble. And again, this shows my weirdness and you know, got made fun of for this, but I didn't go out a lot. Yeah. I was the quarterback and the safety and all that, and I didn't go out. Yeah. And we were like, what are you doing? Why don't you go out? I'm tired, man. Yeah, I'm not enough energy. I don't have the energy to go out and get in trouble. Right. You know, it's like that, that wasn't where my mind was. My mind was, I am going, again, going back to the macro, I am going to college. That was my goal. Right. So how do I do that? Don't get in trouble. Get good grades. Get good grades and, and be healthy. Yeah. Right. Well, the only way I knew to do that was stay away from the stuff that's going to get me in trouble and don't eat junk. That, that was my understanding of the world at the time. So those are the things that I did. Right. And so every day I made those decisions right. that you're talking about. Right. And it, it was, that was what I was going to, I loved track when I was a kid, but I knew football was the way I, I was getting, I was getting my, you know what handed to me in high school. Right. I didn't think I was fast. It wasn't until I was in college that I found out that I was actually fast. And how mind blowing is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. was in high school and it just so happened that I was on a high school team with two guys ended up running under 10 seconds in the hundred meters. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. You just I was just 30 year high school. I was just yeah. getting smoked. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't know. Yeah. I it's, know. Man. Sorry. Uh, just when we talk about the 1% of the 1%, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about getting into yeah. the most successful people in the world at those damn yeah. sports. I can sit here and say, I work my ass off and I do, but that tunnel vision, mm -hmm. you know, is really tunnel vision because we might have more distractions here and there. Oh, I might want to start my life in business. I might want to start my relationship. Dude, I have so many Latin teammates, Dominican teammates, even Japanese guys working 10 hours hitting. They know a lot of those Latins, if they aren't being successful in their sport, which is it's another mindset, tricky, very tricky scenario. Those are their outs. Their mindset is get off the island get to the United, the United States, play Major League Baseball. The work shows they're there for nine, 10 hours hitting, fielding. Yeah. So I don't complain about what I have to do. And if I get beat up or if I fail, it's turning to an intrinsic value of what did I do? What, what can I do to change that? What am I doing wrong? How can I benefit from a better program? Or what am I doing differently? I'm not right. going to sit there with excuses and say, oh man, like this isn't going right today. I don't know what's going on. But like, what, what am I doing wrong? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And the mindset, it'll spill in, and you guys will find this out as you get further into your marriages and you get older, but the mindset still plays For because sure. as a father, 
patients are tested all the time. And how are you going to react to it? And mm-hmm. in a marriage, patient is going to get tested all the time. Yes. And there's times where you have to sit down and go, wow, I was really wrong there. And I can't be a jerk about that. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I need to admit that I was wrong. And I need to make sure that if this scenario of some sort comes up again, stop in my tracks and don't get competitive with it. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Because ultimately, from a macro standpoint, the relationship, the the person you have decided to be with your partner is more important than that one time, right? Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Exactly. 100%. Like, I mean, it's not like, okay, I've known you for whatever, eight years. I mean, as every day, if, even if I come in after three months being gone, I know that you're in that place from 5 a.m. until... 5 p.m. or later or earlier and you still have kids to go home to and I'm sure there's days where you're like man I'd love to just go drink a beer and watch a movie by myself and just not do it and then Dante runs up and what I mean what are your priorities at that moment right right? I mean are you gonna I mean that's a decision that we are all gonna make every I mean there's decisions every single day oh I'm sorry man I I didn't have time to get over to you know your uh your birthday party that's okay. That was your priorities right. that were, I mean, that's fine. Right. Right. You have your different priorities. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, there's a couple of things. Number one, when you were talking about playing other sports and doing all those things, I think I've said it on here before, but as you know, basketball is how I was raised. My dad was a basketball coach for 30 years. My sister was a college <laughs> basketball player, McDonald's all American. I mean, ba- we are a basketball family. I, that is my favorite sport. And I'm sorry to say, it, I love football with a lot and I want to coach football. I feel like that's what I know the best in this world. I feel like that's where I can separate myself from other people. How many days do I go and work out and go out and play basketball? Every day. Every day. (laughs) I love the game. I love teaching my wife who was a college volleyball player that knows nothing about basketball. The little bit that I know just from watching my sister and my dad coach all these years. I love that game, but my priorities when it's in football season, I, I, I will never forget this. I sprained my ankle during baseball season, like my sophomore year in high school. And my dad is just like, are you going to be a pickup basketball player your whole life? Or are your priorities? You said you wanted to play varsity as a sophomore, but now you have a sprained ankle. And where did you do that? California family fitness playing five on five. I mean, that's messed mm-hmm. up priorities. And I was lucky enough to learn those things early on. And yeah. they weren't yeah. impactful enough to screw me up for the future. But at the end of the day, like, what are your, what, what are your priorities? I'll never forget this is Brett Favre fan my whole life growing up, my favorite player. And I'll never forget that he came to play Oakland on Monday night football. And before the game, we had no idea, you know, what this game was going to mean. If you know anything about Brett Favre, his, his father, father passed away yeah. and he that had the game. greatest game of his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Was that that game? That was that game. Oh, Dang, you were there. Damn. I remember the I know that one. Was I there? I had second row tickets on the 50 yard line oh to that game. And I had basketball practice <laughs> and I went to basketball practice and I didn't go to the game. And people are like, what? That's insane. That's insane. Probably In my household, though, it was, what are you talking you about? Practice. I got practice. I'm right. going. That's what it is. Yep. We're practicing on a Monday. If it was a Sunday game, maybe I'd have gone. And that's the principle. But, but that's, that's it. the principle of it. And you decide those things early on. You yep. either are or you're not. And it's fine to not be. Yep. That's my other part of this whole thing. It's like I have cousins, I have, you know, friends that have kids and stuff. 
I'm not sitting there trying to make every single one of them an NFL quarterback. But my thing in my household was don't come tell me all these things you want to do and then make all these choices that are showing the opposite. Bam. Where are your yeah. priorities? You're saying you want to play this. You want to go do this. That's what you're going to do. And that's what we're going to support you in. But don't all right. of a sudden come here and say, oh, I'm a little tired. I can't go to work out today. I can't yeah. go practice today. I, I don't want to go hit off the tee. It's boring. Yeah. I need somebody to throw me soft toss. Yep. No, go right. wear out that tee. When you wear out that tee, we'll go find somebody. I mean, right. you ask kids, and for anyone listening, when I deal with kids, it's, all right, what do you really want? Yeah. What exactly do you want? What are your and goals? If you want to be, or what are your goals? If you want to play basketball and baseball, do it. If that's your goal and you want to continue both, do it. If you want to be just a division one, you want to just kind of play in college, you want to play a little bit here and there. Those will set up what you want. Mm. Have your priorities based around what you actually want. And the younger you are, the more simple your 24 hours each day is. You and I, we have more limited time. There's more complex relationships we have to deal with. Mm. When you're a young kid, you can hone in on whatever you want. Right. Go full hearted in whatever Absolutely. the hell it is. And yeah. here's a deal. In that story right there, uh, Ryan, you've talked to my dad before, but yeah. um, if you ask him today, it was a no brainer. Yeah. It no was doubt. not a conversation. Right. It really wasn't. It was, right. Oh man. Hey, we got this opportunity. You know, we got these tickets from a friend. Cool. 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 Oh, but dad, I got basketball practice. Okay, cool. Tickets are gone. Yep. I mean, it, it was not like a, right. No, you need to stay home. If you're fo no, none of that. It yeah. was, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If how many times have you heard it in your career or in your life, a situation where they say, if it was easy, anybody would do it. Absolutely. At the end of the day, maybe that little was a tiny little fraction of the percent of what allowed me to play this game for money for the last eight years. Who knows? Right. But I know for a fact that in my mindset, my goals were set and it was very easy that my priorities were in check. I've been faith family football for the last 15 years of my life right. and it hasn't changed. I mean, that's just what that's right. what it is. Now, I do think that there's room and there's time and it's good to get out and do other things and be culture, you know, be able to have some other skills and have, find something, whether it's reading or something that can better yourself as a hobby. But at the end of the day, you have goals, you have priorities. And if you don't, no matter what if it you is. don't, yeah, if they, if they're not in check, you're going to be one of the other 99.999% people instead of that other percent. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, CEOs know the most about their company. They know what the hell the low guy's doing, what every mid guy's doing. They, they know it all. And that takes a lot of work to exactly. deal with. Exactly. And that yeah. goes back to having your personal brand, right? We, I, I think that'd be a great episode also, just knowing how to represent and develop your personal brand because a part of your mindset, if, if you're talking about goal setting, talking about you know your perspective on wins and losses we touched on, and then also your priorities, I think you also need to have an idea of what your brand is, right? Yep. You need to know, I'm here now, this is where I want to go, that falls back into goals, how do I get there? There's your priorities. But also just knowing that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're over here, I was totally gonna say, if you're mm -hmm. gardening, yeah. okay, yeah, you either have a garden that you have your priorities to water your plants and develop them and get them the fertilizer and the things that they need, or you don't. And that's the same thing in development and pitching and whatever. You either have those priorities, those goals, and then you're you're representing your brand in, yeah. in all things. And I think people, I think that gets lost in translation. I mean, that's a sticker on the wall in A3. Yeah. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And people are going to go, oh, well, that's not true. Actually, it is. It is. It totally is. Because you know, the way you approach things mentally is the way you approach things mentally. And yes, there might be some things that you like to do more than others. And you might put more effort into one thing versus the other. But it comes down to when it's stressful, when things are hard, how are you going to react? Mm-hmm. 
do I like getting up at 4 a.m. every day? No, I don't. No. And, you know, when I'm there at 5 a.m. getting ready to start a workout, do they know that my son woke, one son woke me up at two and the other one woke me up 15 minutes before my alarm was supposed to go off? No, they don't know that. And nor am I going to burden them with that. That's just, mm -hmm. that's my life. That's my decision I made to have something like this going on. And it's something I deal with. And do I get mad at my kids for doing that? No, of course not. That They don't, they don't know, <laughs> nor do they care that I've been at work for 15 hours and all that. I'm home. Dad is home. For sure. So dad, Time be dad. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't care. They yeah. don't have any sympathy for that, nor should they. Right. You know, so it, it, it really does. Like you're talking about when we're talking about mindset, it's priorities, it's goal setting, um, and understanding who you are, that personal mm -hmm. brand of who are you? Just like the idea we we're talking about on Monday of, well, we have to shut down. And I mean, literally everybody was like, well, you guys are kind of outdoors. And I agree. It's not that I don't agree. We have an, a roll up door. We do not have central air. It's coolers blowing air in and pushing air out with the big old fans that we have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, theoretically, we're not inside like most other places are. But from a brand standpoint, I need to be better than that. Yeah, you're not going to toe that line. No, I'm not. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to make this work, I'm going to be creative. People are going to be safe. And we're just going to go outside. It's a hell of a lot easier Period. to have all that stuff inside and say, oh, maybe we won't get caught. But exactly. that's how you will do one thing. It, it, it's, it's how you do it. But if you're going to complain about that. <laughs> right? 100%. Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to complain about that, then no one wants to hear it, though. Like, your options are to work, do it. Right. Or, or you can look around and wait for someone to pat you on the back. Like, same thing with right. sports. It, right. You have oh, yeah. to do it. It spills over into life. And that's, yeah. I think that's been our entire conversation here. Um, yeah, we've talked about a lot of different things, but perspective is perspective. And we all three of us have different perspectives on this. We've had different lives and all that, but we all come down to a simple agreement that mindset is about priorities and goal setting. Oh. And what you said lastly is, is a huge, 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 huge part of it is setting up your personal brand. And who are you? Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and I, I probably say that word, that phrase too much, but it's so true that part of what you do, when you do, and how you do is who you are. Right. And that's that's a that's a thing. Yep. I know. can't stress enough how much I truly believe because I've just seen it so much in my 30 years is I keep saying it, but there's so many different ways to get to the destination. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the right. day, you can read as much as you want you can look online but i can't give you this roadmap and just say do this and you'll be this mm -hmm. because there's so many other factors there's luck involved there's you know injury that you can't predict there's all these other things right but at the end of the day my wife and i could not be more polar opposite in a lot of ways if we're we have a jacuzzi at the house if we're sitting there and watching a movie she will pull out her cell phone and watch it on the cell phone in the jacuzzi. Watch, watch a movie. Okay. If I'm going to watch a movie, I'm going to get the cordless speaker. I'm getting our projector. I'm blowing up the projector <laughs> thing that I paid money for. I'm plugging it in. I'm turning on the deal. And we're going to... And we're she, she just laughs. She's like, that's how you do things. I mean, that's just... I'm not going to like half do it. I mean, yeah. I can't even hear this over the jets. I, I mean, what are we even doing here? We have these things. Let's do it. But... What it takes a little bit more effort. It take, but the end product is way better. Like that's yeah. just, but that's how now she's been a successful entrepreneur, ran multiple businesses, right. done right. things in her life. Not saying that you can't her achieve of, it. Yeah, her it's way of looking at it is, well, I have this device. Yeah, 
and yeah, why I'm going to conserve energy, energy yeah. right? So I'm just going to watch it here. And yeah. you're saying, well, no, I, I mean, I, if I'm going to watch it, I want to watch yeah. it. So, you know how many times I've told her, oh, it'll only take me five minutes. Hang on. And <laughs> yeah. it's like three hours later, I got a power drill mounting our <laughs> extra TV done. trying to figure out something. And she's just rolling her eyes. But she's like, honestly, I've already watched it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how you do. So like, that's yeah. just, you know, right. I, I don't want somebody to listen and say, man, like, I don't think that way. Or, you know, I don't see it. That's okay. Yeah, you can't compare yourself to just anyone else. Take dude. as much as you can. That's every good. coach that you're with, every person you come in contact with, take something good. Realize something that you don't want to do. Do it with your parents. Do it with your friends. Do it with whatever. You know, you have that friend that you know acts a certain way in public. Then you have that other friend that okay, take something from this person and then realize maybe that's something I don't want to be like. Or you know, in conversations, in relationships, whatever, you got to constantly be grabbing certain things. So if there's one item from this hour-long talk that you're like oh man like i should probably write down some goals i should i should look at all i think about is this week maybe i should be thinking about a couple years in advance or it might be that yeah maybe my priorities i mean everybody's got the same amount of time in the week maybe i need to just rearrange a couple things you know maybe that video game can be played but i'll make a rule for myself that hey guys i'm gonna get online but i got these five things i gotta get done you know stuff like that that however your your daily routine is you just got to take a little bit from everybody and just know that there's not one person that you're going to sit there and watch a documentary on and you're going to be like i'm gonna do it exactly like that mm-hmm. because those stories are just not replicated that's that's why there's a documentary on it and Man. i think you know i mean when you when you break it all down that's just where my mind is is i'm looking at this going from a from a macro standpoint i want to make the shot that's my goal yep my priority is the cue Mm-hmm. what are the cues I like that yeah what are what are you day what are you doing on a daily basis from a cue standpoint to ultimately reach the goal right and that's it yeah and there's times when you're doing things we're not robots i'm no. not sitting here on no. this podcast saying no. i mean i eat worse than both of you guys combined and i know certain parts of my regiment but i know that and i know where I need to improve. I know things that I want to do when, when I need to do them and, yeah. and the things that I enjoy or right. certain, certain, you know, movies or whatever. So at the end of the day, it's okay. It's not 24 seven that you just are trying to get 1%, all that stuff. It's knowing that you better get that stuff in mm-hmm. knowing that you better have the priority. Maybe it does mean you're not going out on Friday. Maybe it does mean that you're not going to that party. Maybe it does mean that you're getting some extra sleep, you know, those type of things are what I'm talking about. It's not like any of us. I don't maybe I don't think you guys would raise your hand and say you're a robot either. Ryan's nope, probably the no. closest, but <laughs> I will say that as far as as far as your daily routine, there's times when you're not doing the most productive thing to get you no. to your goal, oh, yeah. no, but no. that's what keeps you sane and that's what allows you to have the energy to when you are turning it on to go and mm-hmm. and not be too tired because you're over there wasting your time at guitar lessons well, or whatever yeah. right. it's, it's better unless than, you're trying to be a guitar player that's exactly. okay too like, yeah. that's, what, that's well, if you point. if you know you aren't giving it your best you are now allowing yourself to realize i have more on the, i have more in the tank i have more i should be right. dedicating to this but we talk about you know comparing yourself to other people and it, it's it's very toxic man it's yeah. very toxic in terms of life sports our bodies are different our backgrounds are different our nurturing is different but we talk about now this using that as influence and, and i always like saying like you're an average of the five most close people to you. Right. So really the people that inspire you the most, you take, like you said, a little bit of each. And now you form that to kind of be your own identity. 
So I, I get caught up in that a lot. You compare yourself to other people and you try to be on their time. Like, oh, what was he doing when he was 26? What was he doing when he was, mm-hmm. yeah. man, okay, well, I'm going to stay on my path. I'm going to keep doing what I do because I can't be a second version of Logan. I can't be a second version of Ryan. Look at his I car. Look at his house. Look exactly. at his bat. Look at his whatever. Stay in your lane and continue to get better. That yes. Don't worry about that stuff. You don't know yeah. what their situation is. Mm-hmm. A kid with the fancy cleats. I, I'll never forget. We had Joe Montana's son played at Pasadena. Comes in, he's third string quarterback. I got tackled out of bounds at, at at BC here. I remember telling my parents, I yeah, I hit the ground. I saw the shiniest cleats I ever seen in my life. <laughs> All chrome before chrome was a mainstream thing. And I get up and it's the Montana kid. I'm like, man, those are the cleanest cleats I've ever seen. But at the end of the day, I'm not sitting there saying, oh man, you know, that I kid hadn't that. thrown a pass in college his whole life. I mean, at the end of the, you know, <laughs> we're not comparing material things. We're staying in our lane trying to get a little bit better every day. And if I was going to insert a quote into what you just said about the five people, you are who you associate yourself with. That's exactly the sum product of the people you surround yourself with. Find people better than you. Mm -hmm. They will help your mindset. You will be the smartest. It's hard to be, have your priorities in check. If you're surrounding yourself with people that don't have the same priorities as you, it's difficult. And unfortunately that's not a fun deal when you're growing up. But at the end of the day, you will, as far as you go in your career, if you continue with athletics, you will know that you're all of a sudden surrounded by a lot of people with a lot of the same priorities you yeah. have, and it becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. High school, I I think, is the hardest time, in my opinion. Oh, man. Up until high school, it's the worst, bro. You compare yourself to the parents and their cool oh, yeah. houses you go for the Little League oh, parties. Yeah. You have all the different functions of what they're having the new bat. That's all that, man. High school, it's... High school's no different because you don't you don't truly know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and all that. And yeah, I mean it. It doesn't get easier, folks. It, it doesn't get easier. The the questions will get harder sooner you, as you get older. Yeah. But the more the more you get to know your personal brand, the more that you get to break down what the goal is and what the cues are. It makes things smoother. I'm not going to sure. say easier makes it smoother. And that's where your mindset at some point, when we start talking about next week, when we go into relaxation, smooth, gotta be the number one. Mm. From cadence and rhythm and all the things that we work on from an athletic standpoint, again, that spills into life and your mindset has to be smooth. I know we're winding down. I got one last thing. I know we gotta go, but my last thing would be whatever you're trying to achieve, it's got to come from inside. Yeah. You cannot, mm-hmm. no yep. matter how much a parent wants to have an NBA player for a son or a, or a whatever, a professional, you know, singer or whatever, it's got to be in them. And I think that yep. you can guide somebody, you can provide resources, you can do those things. But if it's not in them, you've seen it a million times at your gym. You got oh, people yeah. with every resource in the world. They can pay for private training, yep. thousands and thousands of dollars. If it's not inside you, Yep. If that's not what you really want, it's okay. But go find that thing that you do want and go somewhere 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I had a girl in there today. She's 5'10". She's one of the best athletes that comes through there, and she doesn't even know it. She has already touched, not as a junior last year, touched 9'10". Jeez. She's incredible as an athlete, and she wants to be a nurse. And she goes, I am not going to go to a smaller school to play a sport when I could go to my dream school to be a nurse. I'm like, that's fantastic. She might be the best nurse ever. I mean, you might be. But I said, hey, 
then let's get you to the school you want to go to. And then, Hey, maybe you end up playing well, uh, something yeah. or doing something. Yeah. And the same thing. People ask me all the time about my kids. Like, do you want, you know, what do you want Dante and Andre to be? I'm like, whatever they want to be. Yeah. They want Happy. to be guitar player. Great. They want to be a dad. Great. Yeah. They want to, I mean, yeah. whatever they're going to do, they're going mm -hmm. to do it well. And they're going to work I can their tell butt you off that. to do it. I promise yeah. you that. For sure. Because they're going to grow up in a household where their dad is at work all day and their mom stays up all night because that's how she works. Right. And, and they see the two of us working really, really, really hard all of the time, but we work together. For sure. And that's an important, very important piece that I married up and I married somebody smarter than me. I married somebody that wants to work just as hard as I do. And I love that about her. And that's what makes us work. Right. Because, mm. and that's an important thing. We talk about surrounding people, surrounding yourself with people that if I were to have married somebody that's just like, Hey, cool, everything's fine. All right. Then it would not have worked with me. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. But I were, I am married to somebody who works just as hard, if not harder than I do. And when I don't understand something, I ask her. For sure. You know, I mean, it, it, and it works beautifully. And she does the same thing to me. And that works. Yep. And our kids will see that. And God willing, they'll be the same way. And that just like you did with your family. And now yep. you're going to pass that down. For sure. And again, when we, again, we talk about mindset, it's about what you have inside of you. And sometimes you just need to hear a conversation like this for it to go ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's yeah that's it i need to do that and not everybody gets taught that or not everybody gets the opportunity to learn it right and i've been able to learn it you were taught it you were i don't know you didn't really say it. no <laughs> I, I learned it or you taught it yeah, or it, a mixture it, of both. it comes down my i guess my last point would be i knew early on i wanted to be a pitcher there you go i knew early on then that's what i want to do and it turned out to be because i had success doing it so mm -hmm. for kids anyone listening the earlier you know exactly what you want to do the sooner you can form a plan and make pillars for your life that create a lot of success. And that Definitely might change, helps. right? And that might change. Changes as you go. It changes wanted, for us. Definitely I wanted helps. to play in the NFL. Yep. But I didn't happen. Right. I would have had a lot less leg pain going from the football field to the basketball court to the baseball diamond if I just would have known I was going to play quarterback. But at the end of the day, right. I didn't figure it out till later. So, I, I mean, I do agree with that. The sooner you know something. Go but, for it. Yeah, go for it. 100% go for it. Yep. And just have your just priorities in check. Priorities. Yep. Cues. Yep. Find those cues. And it's not the coach's fault, man. You can you can ha find some uh, <laughs> some silver linings when you have failure too. So. Oh, absolutely. Always know that. Well, sure. fellas, once again, nice work. fantastic. All right, next week, relaxation and what that means in a winning culture. Love it. Do it. All right. See you next week. Thank you.